0: Culture kings, culture kings, culture. Turn the music up. Turn me down. Is that the beat that he says on that one? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that was from. Uh, it's a. Huh, huh, huh. It's, it uh, is. It's from. Uh, what uh, what Turn, more can I say?
1: What more can I say?
0: Right, and it's the yeah. opening of Gladiator.
1: And what I'm doing is. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm doing some hip hop song, but
0: I don't know which yeah. one. It's probably yeah. a Jay-Z song. Probably. Yes. Uh very the weirdest thing about the opening of that song is that I think my for me personally, the Gladiator sample, the Gladiator, the Gladiator sample goes on for way too long. It does.
1: It does. <laughs> and it's like get to the song, my guy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't know that was a gladiator sample until probably within the past year or two. Um like <laughs> I when saying, I I've never seen Gladiator. Saying,
0: oh I've never seen Gladiator. Wow. Okay. That which isn't sense. which isn't say, as egregious. His character's name. Well, That's yeah. what we're about to talk about.
1: What, what we're about to say. Cause Gladiator When did Gladiator come out? Like 2001. 2000. 2000 so I was fucking 13 uh 14 at that mm-hmm. time
0: eh, you it wasn't know. that interesting to you It wasn't that interesting
1: but... to me you know Ali was coming out that's that's the movie that was everybody <laughs> you know that's what I was trying to see yeah
0: of course but noted Will Smith fan
1: you know and also you know <laughs> you know white man movie I can go right. without seeing a white man movie what yeah. I don't want to skip what I don't want to skip is a movie. That stars like a person of color, right? Especially a, a movie that's great, that stars a person of color. That's what I don't wanna skip. Two
0: people of color. Two people that. of Imagine color. Imagine a movie that stars two people of color. Ooh, and it's about how can you skip that? Them finding racial harmony.
1: How can you skip that? How can you skip that? I don't know. That's something I wouldn't skip. If Gladiator was about that, I wouldn't skip it because I'm a good person.
0: Right. Right. Even though technically in Gladiator he is considered a minority because he's a Spaniard (laughs) in Rome.
1: All right, so Gladiator is racist then. (laughs) You make this
0: white man a minority. He's a minority in Rome, okay. Everyone's like Spaniard, Spaniard, because you know he's he's not Roman. Oh, is that what they're saying at the beginning of they're saying Spaniard? Yeah, I, don't know what I, thought, on.
1: I don't know what I thought they were saying, but it definitely wasn't Spaniard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Spaniard. Okay. Um, look, I try to watch as many movies from cultures outside of my own as possible. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This, is, this college, take is already so a, insane. <laughs> in college, I had a lot of, like, you know, uh, uh, I had this streak of watching a lot of Korean films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to watch... A lot of films. Some of my favorite directors are from Mexico. Alfonso Mm. Cuarón, most notably. Mm. um, I try to push myself outside of my cultural bounds. What about you? Yes,
1: you know I do too, man. I do too. Uh, You know, I saw I saw Parasite, um, the Farewell. It's a good movie. Uh, You know what I'm saying. Alfonso Cuarón is also one of my favorite directors. I think he's fantastic uh you know uh, t- uh what's his name wakihi tiki Uh uh yeah fantastic <laughs> fantastic
0: yeah yes
1: because i care i care and i want to make sure that those those cultures are represented with viewership
0: now what about you before we started oh, this podcast this we insane. were having a conversation with our producer, Matt, who mm-hmm. had just landed from his flight uh, coming back from Washington, <laughs> D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever he was doing there, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's up to him to tell us, or perhaps. Yeah,
2: unrelated. Cameras. If anyone uh, is looking for a podium, <laughs> let me know.
0: Okay. Oh. Interesting. Um, I might, but, I might know somebody. But... Uh, while we were discussing, as we do, right before we record a podcast, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jaquise, Matt, and I engage in a conversation before we actually start recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. know that there are some of you out there who believe that we just show up, we sit in silence, hit record, and then start talking. That's not the case. We usually come in one by one and then start having a conversation. Yeah. We were talking mm-hmm. about uh, a very great uh, take on the who's on first joke. Uh, or who's on third, I apologize. Uh, Who's on first? uh, I don't know who's who's on on third. Right, 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 right. But it brought us to talking about what a great franchise the Rush Hour franchise is. And Matt, uh, you had something to say.
2: Yeah, what you had to say, Matt? I said, okay, so this is, I just want to sort of peel back a layer of irony for just one second. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, so I I admitted that I had not seen, I started by saying I hadn't seen Rush Hour 3, Mm. which is true. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of expanded that thought to say I haven't seen any of them, which also Mm. might be true. I will Mm. say an unfun addendum I will make to this is that I've probably seen some of at least one or two like flipping through TV. But I understand that that doesn't count. That's even worse. Because you saw you you flip through and said
1: black man and Asian man in a movie.
0: Nah. No. and kept on Not flipping.
2: That, you kept that, on flipping. It can't have Let been. Let me go
0: back to watching the Beverly Hills music video on TRL.
2: Oh, my God. You know, when that song came out, that video was all over TRL. Um, and it was. And it really was. It was over. And, I, you know, it, it was too much. But, uh I also, this is unrelated, but I remember myself much younger at that time than I actually was. Nah, Uh, bro, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna skip from what we want to talk about.
1: No, you ain't seen the Rush Hour movies. I haven't seen
2: Rush Hour. (laughs) What the fuck? But I don't think that that that's the same as, like, not, seeing like Parasite or something like that. It's not the same to why? Me. Why? What? Why
0: why is Parasite more elevated than no, Rush Hour? Because, is it because Parasite only has Asian people and Rush Hour has both black and Asian people? No,
2: it's because like Rush Hour is like it is an American movie. And that's an American like franchise
1: so
0: what it's about so? culture it's about two cultures coming yeah. together i wouldn't know i wouldn't say that that's that what the their crux is, of the film is it about. what makes them strong that's literally the crux of the. film. is movie, it okay is, yeah yeah he doesn't respect him because he's, he see uh chris Tucker doesn't respect jackie chan because he's just like you don't know shit about this country you don't speak english you're an idiot And Jackie Chan sees Chris Tucker as this loose-lipped nigger. Like that is literally (laughs) the crux of the movie,
2: (laughs) and it is fantastic. It seems (laughs) good. No, I I, I like I like Jackie Chan as a um, as a comedic foil um, because he's not quite the straight man. Like, because like, okay, this is going to be bad comparatively because i have seen shanghai noon and nights uh with-
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow
1: so if he's paired with owen wilson you'll watch a movie with him but here's watch the it, thing
2: yeah. i will watch almost <laughs> any movie owen wilson is in because i just think he's so great he's he's so he's wonderful
0: and he's uh, white
2: <laughs> he is unfortunately um like corn haired white yeah wow that kind of white uh but um, I can't even remember the point that I was making because I'm so nervous now. Um, but <laughs> the I know uh, it's about Jackie Chan, because usually Jackie Chan is paired with someone who is a straight man to his behavior. But they're also like a very like a funny character. They're comedic. They're not a straight man necessarily within the world that they're both in.
0: You're literally describing the movie Rush Hour. That is safe, yeah, that's that's also the same. that's all. That's why I think I would really Rush like
2: Hour. I would really like Rush Hour because it just seems like the last one. You would.
0: <laughs> What's your and favorite you Chris Tucker
1: t- movie, Matt?
2: Um the only one I could think of, I can think of two right now and one of them is The Fifth Element and the other one is I knew you're going to fuck uh, The Silver Linings Playbook.
0: Oh, my Jesus God. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, Look, my God. I'll give you Fifth Element. Fifth <laughs> Element is a great Chris Tucker performance. It's so left field. Chris Tucker is amazing in that movie because you're just like, what is happening? This is such a yeah. weird choice for Chris Tucker. But Silver Linings Playbook is the only other Chris Tucker movie you've seen. Not Friday. I haven't seen Friday. Not.
2: not no. Oh, my wow. God, Matt.
0: Wow. All right. Thank you all for not listening. Money, not Money Talks.
2: I, haven't, I know. I know. I haven't seen Money Talks. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other movies he's in because I think I, I I enjoy Chris Tucker. I have, for some reason have a positive association with Chris Tucker in my mind. Uh, yeah, because he's great. You
0: gotta watch him. He's out. great.
2: But I but wish you haven't seen. More things. But you haven't seen.
0: Wait, his you've seen three Jackie Brown. Th- you've seen Jackie Brown.
2: Oh yes, I've seen Jackie Brown, and I love Jackie
1: Brown. He's his two me. most famous franchise. Well, he was only in One Friday. But Friday
2: and Rush Hour are probably his two most famous movies. Hey, look. I got nothing Correct. but time in this uh, since this this quarantine's not ever going to end. Maybe I'll have a Chris Tucker marathon. Bro, you had you done had it. 10 months.
1: <laughs> you done had 10 months. <laughs> I know. All right, I, everybody, I, could roast Matt. Hit him up. Let me give you his phone number. Uh, oh, go, no, oh, go ahead you, and tweet at me. Watch you the can three tweet rush hours. at me. I won't <laughs> see it. <laughs> watch the three I Rush hours, hours, please.
2: I will watch up because I you know there is I think right now a a void in the action comedy space as well and why not go to the well of some of the classics.
0: Well, I will I, I'd push back on that. Um to be a film nerd for a second action comedies exist they're just my least favorite kind of action comedies which is regular people in dangerous situations mm-hmm. that's been like the norm now right your tags your game nights your date nights it's like it's the all
2: kevin hart Rock
0: is or something exactly it's all about regular people in dangerous situations i and look i understand that right now we're having a referendum on police behavior and stuff like that however i miss my Cop, my buddy, cop, action movies. I over Christmas watched all three Die Hard's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already I was I refused to watch Die Hard four or acknowledge his existence, and I had a lot of fun. Those there's also a very fifth Die Hard fun movies what? when he was
2: old. Yeah, well, there's there's I like, that was Die four. Hard, which is four, and then there's a fifth one that's called um, oh, what is it called? It's like they're in
0: Russia. A good day to Die Hard. You're right. Which I did see in the movie right. theater.
2: And I've only seen Die Hard 1, seen 4, and 5.
0: One. Number two is fantastic. It it takes place in an airport and is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that sounds number good. Three, number three, also very fun. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, very fun in it. What um, do you think about the airport
2: slash, like, airplane sort of, like, genre of movies? Like, not airplane like the comedy, but, like...
0: No, I understand. Like flight plan, or, or like a red eye, red eye. Yeah, I like those movies because I planes like red are eye. so they're so planes and airports are great. Except, and I think that's what works about Die Hard too is that you're kind of trapped, right? Like you're you're trapped yeah. in this thing and you can't leave like that to me is very, very exciting for an action plan. I mean, that's what made flight plan so great is that she's losing her mind while in the air and they yeah. can't land. That
2: Liam Neeson one is good too, but I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but there's one reason an airplane. I think part of what it is is that the stress of being at the airport slash on an airplane is instantly relatable. Yes. So you're already, you're in
0: some yes. of the second it's You're starts. in from the beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: You're in from the beginning. Yeah. Can we go back for a second to talking about how we aren't supposed to enjoy cop movies anymore because we hate cops i, uh, I didn't say i hate that, that but no 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 oh no, i know you didn't say that i'm just saying that is what that's a conversation that's happening that's right a now. conversation that's happening right now i hate that like it's come on i mean like it's just if it, that conversation for me is so it takes away people's ability to compartmentalize. <laughs> um yeah. and, and also, like, I can watch bad boys and not glorify fucking police officers. You know, I can watch yes. Rush Hour and not glorify like sometimes a movie is just a fucking movie. Uh yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's just a fucking movie, you know? And a okay. it's a plot device. And a plot device.
2: I was thinking I, about that. With, like, because already, you know, with what was going on yesterday, people were sort of dragging Chris Evans because he's, well, his responses were weak, but his, like, uh, to what was going on. Um, But people were sort of dragging him for, like, posing with some of these guys or whatever, which is, like, uh, its own thing. But then they were calling uh, Chris Evans as in Captain America as in Captain America. Yeah. And who was he posing with? Oh, he posed with the guy with the eye patch and, uh, like, some troops and, like, a Mm. cop or something. And so people were dragging him for this. But then they were also sort of trying to drag Marvel movies as a whole for, like, playing into the, quote-unquote, military-industrial complex. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, their main bad guy is a purple alien. I was like, I don't think it's that serious. (laughs) I know. Like, it's a fucking movie. (laughs) the fucking and it's movie. like they never show the military doing their job which is being the avengers they never am showing them being the heroes it's always them being like this galactic threat uh yeah we have to i just stop don't it.
0: understand i just don't understand why these conversations can't happen simultaneously that's where i'm at is yeah like, you can have a conversation about this like yes we can talk about the fact that you know marvel movies at at some, like, yes, like, Marvel movies do have this element to them of just, like, I guess it is weird that the Avengers can just go into any country and just operate. And then we can talk about the <laughs> fact of, like, what does that mean about our own military and stuff like that, while also saying, hey, these are just fun popcorn movies. Like, I, I I just disagree with the idea of, like, throw them all away or get rid of them all. Like, we can never enjoy bad boys again. Like, you know, I had a, a white friend of mine tell me that I wasn't really a... Try to insinuate, and I understand that he was joking, but I, I took serious offense to this. Try to insinuate that I didn't really care about Black Lives Matter because I liked Bosch. And I was like, a grief. That's so stupid. Also, for you to say that as someone who's never experienced what I have personally experienced yeah, uh, 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 against the police, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely have been on the other side of a police officer's gun uh, as a 14 year old. Mm-hmm. To tell me, oh, because you like this television show that disqualifies you. It's just like, dude, for you, this is just some theoretical shit that you post on your Instagram. Right. For me, it's real life. Like I live this. Like and to to, to deprive me of that, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It's this weird, you know, grandstanding that I I don't think is. It's it's not valuable to anyone. Like who are we saving by not watching Bad Boys? Yeah. Who
2: are I, we, who are we I, bringing back to life? I hate guns so much, but watching Keanu just yeah. destroy everybody in a John Wick movie is the most fun love thing it. I can I love it. I fucking
1: love it. I love it. Or like I like I've been playing love
2: it a lot of Halo right now. And I'm like, I know that that's not the same type of guns. My
1: favorite, one of my great. favorite
2: moments, one of my favorite moments
1: was watching Denzel on Training Day get popped with a hundred fucking bullets. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> that shit cracks me up. That, that moment where he's just bouncing off the car makes yeah. me yeah. laugh all the fucking time. It doesn't mean I want to see somebody get popped with a hundred fucking bullets. No, no way. Like, like, you know, come on. Like, I don't want to see anybody get popped with no bullets. It's just
0: weird that that's like what everyone's willing to do. Like, (laughs) everyone's willing to get rid of the blackface episodes. Everyone's willing to, you know, uh, uh, be like, you can't watch these movies. Everyone's willing to do all that. How many people are willing to talk to their racist uncles? How many people are willing to, you know, put their kids in the public schools to get resources for them in, was, in people uh, in neighborhoods dominated by people of color? How many people are willing to say, you know what, maybe I don't deserve this writing job. I'll let a black person take this or I'll let a trans person take this or I'll let this. Like, well, it, it, Everyone's taking the easy route of being like, get rid of this media or grandstand and pretend like I'm above this. And no one's really willing to do the things that actually make change.
1: Yeah. That's but the that's thing enough that from me. The last thing I'll say on this is that's one of the things that just really annoys the hell out of me. Especially from non black and non POC people. It's just white people. Um is the fervor and the authority that people have with their takes um about certain people politicians things like that uh about things that they're doing wrong and like things that i don't disagree with don't disagree with at all but to have an authoritative feel to your take like this is the right thing and that person is blah 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 when you were just sitting at your Thanksgiving table two years ago with your uncle saying nigga, like, just kind of like rubs me the wrong fucking way. It, it blows my fucking mind. It rubs me the wrong fucking way. It, it like, I, <laughs> like, I don't, I, let me, let me preface this with saying, I don't agree with Obama. I don't fucking... I go, not even agree. I hate. And he was terrible for all the drone strikes and all that blah. I, uh, I, It's not a disagreement of that. But man, it pisses me off when... If he fucking drops a... Like, these are my favorite movies. And I see a white person, like, say, huh, here go Obama, like, just being a blah, 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 blah. And yeah. that same white person, like, don't... Like, I know last year was contributing to... The white structure of a comedy theater here in LA. Shut the fuck up.
0: Shut the fuck up. (laughs)
1: Like, maybe some things you don't have to say.
0: You know, and I think that there's so many easier things to get on a high horse about, which is that Obama included a movie that he produced on his list. I think we should all drag him for that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I said. I'm out on this guy. This guy's not my worst than Trump, in my opinion, for putting this movie. (laughs) You produced that movie. How fucking dare you? How dare you put this shit on your list?
1: And so it's not not your movie. It's your movie. Of course you like it, nigga. (laughs) That's like so it's not like a disagreement of these things that I'm saying. It's just like, you know what? Maybe you should, fe- maybe, maybe just take a backseat uh, with always letting your voice be the loudest voice in the fucking room. Um, I agree. I agree. Like, that's always been, I get in a lot of arguments with progressives, mostly white progressives, and it's never about disagreeing with what they have to say, because I believe the same shit, too. It is... With your whiteness, you still don't realize that you are pretending like your voice is the loudest and most important voice in the fucking room. And that ignorance pisses me off to no fucking end. And that is my biggest problem with internet takes.
0: I, I think for me, it's it's just... I, I think I wish that people would just trade in their anger for introspection. It's something that I'm trying to work on, is that I... One of the reasons why... I made the actions that I made and I don't want to say the actions that I made so I can glorify them and put pat myself on the back. But the actions that I made at the beginning of the year is that I found myself dunking on people and getting angry at people for shit that I was guilty of. And I was just like, I got to let go, man. I got to let go because I'm performing in this way to not actually look at what I'm what I'm doing like it's so much easier for me to dunk on this person for doing this thing rather than realizing ways that I've done it myself whether on a small level or on a global level like I was just like who am I to like copy this tweet and text it to a friend and be like can you believe this shit that this person did or if I scrolled just a few weeks ahead I was probably on the same tip you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like That is something that, like, and one thing that really made me realize that was like coronavirus. Of you know, we deleted it from this podcast, but I had a long rant about how corona wasn't a big deal. Like, I had that rant of, like, this thing is not deadlier than the flu. This was like way back when, like, Like, February. To be fair,
1: we were still in studio, and this was before the lockdown. Uh, not but, you know, I had to give rent, yourself but that
0: I, out. I understand, but I had that rent. Like I, I had that rent. So who am I to like laugh at other people's COVID takes and all that stuff? Like you know what I mean? Like I think the way that I think about it sometimes is that people are on chapter four are making fun of people on chapter two. You know what I mean? And it's just like, bro, chill. You were just on chapter two. Mm. Yeah, I was. I would tend to
1: give you a little bit more credit because you saying that on March first. Is wildly different than a nigga saying that shit on January first, two thousand twenty. But what I'm saying is, what value? I see what you're I saying. Learn? I see what, what you're value saying.
0: do I get? What value do I learn from dunking on these people? Like, I, yeah. I, I think at times we take this moral high ground yeah. and this moral elitism of like, and shit. I don't know if I'm that much better than this person. Yeah, like, that no. is something that I'm I'm starting to realize now, which is why I made the moves that I made of like. I got to look at a, I got I need to take 2021 and take a hard look in the fucking mirror and just really figure myself out because I'm so tired of pretending that I am better than anybody else cuz I'm not man I've done some trash shit I've done some fucked up shit I I'm so tired I'm just so tired of liberal twitter <laughs> Yeah. I'm just so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of all these people being like, oh, woo, woo. like, I saw some shit yesterday that, like, set me in a spiral that I was just like, let me just put it down Instagram of this person being like, I fucking knew that this was going to happen. And this is just the beginning. And I'm yeah. like, suck my dick. No, you didn't. You did not know that this exact thing was going to happen. Did you say that Trump supporters could be dangerous? Sure. Did you say that retaliation was possible? Absolutely. But you did not know for a fact that all these things that happened yesterday were going to happen because you're not important. And yeah. even if you did, here's why no one listened to you. Because who gives a fuck about you? Like, that's what mm-hmm. I think. It's like, you're just some person on Instagram with 800 followers. Why would anyone ever listen to you? I'm so sorry that the whole world didn't get on their knees and fucking listen to you. Mm-hmm. And even but if then you when did I know, find myself. Ge-
1: even if you did, quote unquote, know it was going to happen. So fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> so What? So what? What Everyone have you done did. to make what have you done? What have you done to Thank stop you. it? What have you done to stop it if you yes. knew it was gonna happen? What have you done to stop it? <laughs> yeah, why don't you tell everybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you, you tell know, everybody? Stop patting yourself <laughs> on the fucking back.
0: That's what I'm that's what it is. That's what it is. I think that's what angers me. But then I I then I thought about it and I was just like, I spent a good hour being upset about this person and texting about this person. That's wasted energy, man. I could have spent that energy checking it on a friend and Talking about that, like you know what I'm saying, like I, I, just, I, 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 the shaming and the, the, all these things I, for me, it's just wasted energy. Of like, I just want to go on hikes with my friends. I, I want to start a thread of people who are rewatching Community from the beginning and and actually have them text me back this time. <laughs> well, um, you know, listen, like now. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna trade recipes with somebody and then be like, hey, I tried this and did this. I want to take. The parts of that I liked from social media, and just transfer them into my fucking phone and turn them into one-on-one conversations because I'm so fucking done with the ugly parts of it and perform well, the parts of it, and it's killing me. Well, you know,
1: now you know pe- people were always reluctant to put me in group threads because I always had green bubbles, but now that I have blue bubbles, uh, you know, people add me more to add me to more group threads, y'all. Add me to more group threads, everybody, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone.
0: So I can talk shit with people. Jaquise, and I don't want to trigger any anxiety, but is there a part of you that is just like, if I don't get added to group threads, now that I do have blue bubbles, then just just means that people aren't my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is there any part of this that's like, damn, I got got the blue bubbles. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: I already think that. I already think that people don't (laughs) fuck with me. Uh, but let me just tell you this,
2: but Chikis. you know that's that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say just be careful what you wish for though because mm-hmm. there is nothing quite like the rogue add to a group thread because mm-hmm. like there's it, it can go both ways you could be in a productive group thread uh and like where it's just like Like uh, me, Edgar and Zig talk about video games sometimes like and it's not like the most active group thread. Like, you know, sometimes weeks could go by before something pops in. But then once (laughs) something somebody has something to say, it's a very funny like 20 minutes. Like and that's that's a perfect I think that's a great group thread. Mm -hmm. But then there's other group threads where like sort of like people, you know, and it's like it can be like a gr- a big group of people. I'm trying to be careful here, I guess. But um <laughs> you can just get added to a group thread that you don't want to be in and then you're sort of just like stuck in there for a really long time and then your mm-hmm. phone just keeps going. I mean, you can mute it though, right? You can you mute can it. You can mute it, it but then you could see you the can numbers. You mute it, but then
0: and, and, and people the are numbers. like talking to Yeah, and people are like asking you questions and you're not responding. I am currently in a group thread like that and I don't want to like it was just me, Anna, and another couple that we had, like, regularly hang out with and had drinks with. And then they added another friend. And then they added another friend. And then they added this other guy because they wanted to ask a question about a bed. And then I was just like, now this guy's just in there. And I'm like, I'm not really friends with this guy. Yes. And he's joining in on conversations. And I'm just like, but you know what, Chiquis, I'm going to start a group thread right now. <laughs> i'm gonna start a group edgar. that right now jakees
1: thank you thank you edgar i i appreciate i will just say you know i am i am a part of a few group threads but just 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 know that like one of the one of the most successful group threads i ever had turned into a three-year show um so That's you true. know
2: <laughs> hey it, so this, is, this is might good be good
1: point. this might be a good opportunity for other people you know, so listen, you know what I'm saying? You know, listen, you know, who trying That everybody try got to, paid
0: for it. Paid that everybody for got paid for it. Decently. And have, yeah.
1: and have had success from, like, breaking out of this show. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if somebody's trying to level up, somebody's trying to level up, hit a nigga up. Hey, I got I to add your keys to a
2: group thread here. <laughs> <laughs> Culture King.
1: But yeah, man, this is, this has been, this is a wild as, uh, that shit yesterday was wild as fuck, man. I, (sighs) there is a selfish part of me that knows that this is selfish to say because, um, because it's not true. The implication of what I'm about to say is an incorrect implication, Mm -hmm. which is I'm glad this election season is over officially. Yes. Now, the implication to that is now I can stop caring, right? And that is not... And so I want to make sure that I'm very clear that you can be happy that the actual election season is over, but it doesn't mean you stop caring. We still got shit to care about. There's still work to do. Like, you can't just only care about this shit when November comes every four years type thing, right? Right. I think we... we, And I don't think... I think we've had those conversations before, you know, the three people in this Zoom don't have to worry about that, but I'm so glad this fucking election shit is almost over, Uh, because, you know, part of me wants to block Trump, so I don't see none of his tweets, but then I don't, and then I'd like just, then i go down rabbit holes, and I'm just so fucking tired of, I'm so tired of political Twitter. (laughs) Um, just in all realms. I don't know what to fucking do. But the shit yesterday, you know, goes from worrying about the Senate to seeing motherfuckers storming into you know the Capitol building. And for me it was wild to see, man. It was wild to see. Not not because um it was anything I ever thought that wasn't possible. I thought it you know, I thought it was definitely a possible thing. We've seen white people riot before, um, and we've seen them get off with it many times, if not every time, unless they are rioting in the name of social justice, right, or protesting in the name of social justice, right um The thing that just annoyed me, and that's just wild to me is. The closeness of the two different types of gatherings that we've seen in the past nine months, right? Mm -hmm. Um man, if there's any indication that there's two Americas, there you go, right there, right? (laughs) Like, and we've been seeing that. There, we've been seeing that all year, you know. Everybody always talks about what about all the motherfuckers who was protesting Black Lives Matter? Uh, don't they not care about COVID? not keep not taking into account that 2 weeks later motherfuckers was protesting, you know, on capital steps of states because they didn't want to wear masks. You know, like and getting away with it. So, you know, we've been seeing it all year, but Right. Right. That shit was wild, bro. Like that, just it was wild. Like I tend not to get too caught up in like the wildness of things. But it was wild to see somebody Break into the speaker of the house's office and put their feet on her fucking table. Yes, like, I, like in my mind, even if you're white, nigga, you getting shot. <laughs> like I, yeah. just like I could, like right. something like that for me wasn't even a racial thing. That's just like you're breaking into a government building, and that still didn't matter. No. That still didn't matter. That's what was wild to me was just like, there is no limit on what these motherfuckers can do. And if anybody right. says, I saw that coming. Like, if I told you a week ago to that same motherfucker who said, I saw this coming, that a white supremacist would break into the Congress uh, Capitol building, break into the Speaker of the House's office and put their feet on the table and get away with it, you would
2: have said I was stupid as shit. You didn't
0: see that. I would I would have. I would argued with you. I would have argued.
2: With <laughs> I would have been thought that's too far. That they would have got shot before they even got in.
1: Like, yeah, like no, you didn't see that coming. Get no. the fuck out of here! Like, it's just wild. It's wild. Cops. It the levels. To I'm surprised.
0: World. I'm surprised that only four people died, and three of them were in uh, <laughs> medical emergencies outside of you know the Capitol building. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that only one person got shot. Uh, yeah, That capability. to me seems insi- insane, but here's what's crazy, and, and just to personalize it, a lot of people are saying that, and by a lot of people, I mean Trump supporters, are making the argument that Antifa, uh, Antifa is responsible for the breach of the Capitol building. I want to make that claim, abs- I mean, we already know it's absurd, but... You know, at work, a lot of people were joking around of like, yeah, I'm making sure that my Florida cousins are not in that crowd. Like, I'm looking through the crowd to make sure I don't see anyone I recognize because that would be embarrassing. But I saw someone that I recognized. Uh, back in 2016, I worked at BuzzFeed and uh, <laughs> the person in charge of their social media was this guy called Baked Alaska and mm. Baked Alaska liked Trump and we would just roast them Like, we just thought it was funny. I used oh, to hang yeah. out with him at lunch. I used to be like, man, Bake, you stupid as hell. First, mm-hmm. you changed your name to Bake Alaska, you dumbass. Like, you dumb as hell. Da-da-da-da-da. He got fired from BuzzFeed because someone, like, linked uh, his, like, personal Twitter account that had a lot more racier... Uh, 8chan level shit on it Mm -hmm. and so he got fired from BuzzFeed and I didn't keep up with him never talked to him ever again I saw that dude on the fucking live stream inside the capitol building he made it inside and I was just like holy shit that to me was the part that I was just like this is bonkers this is insane was to watch that guy all the way in there and me just be like this is it this is the crazy shit This is the absolute craziest shit of, like, this is how far these, like, I, the context of seeing how radicalized that guy was to seeing that it was just, like, a bunch of memes and jokes for him to, like, being like, I will die for this shit is insane to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shit is wild. I It's it's wild. Listen, man. (laughs) I've said on this podcast, Edgar, me and you have talked about this, how I wasn't surprised when Trump got elected. I thought he was going to uh, right. in 2016 it wasn't a surprise to me per se um, but god damn anybody who truly says that some of the shit that we've before we got to 2020 there was shit that was said and done and steps taken that I would have been like man it's a little wild, man. Like I yeah, I probably had an inclination, but it's still wild that he is making all this shit come true, right? And then 2020 hits. And then 2021 hits. This nigga got 20 days left in his term and like he is still finding ways. Not just him, the people that support him are still finding ways to surprise the fuck out of me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like where I was surprised. It's where it's just like, yo, listen, we could talk politics, we could talk policy i like i i actually we don't ha I don't want to because that's whatever, but I used to feel a certain way about saying this because I felt like it was probably shorting like the actual political and policy uh feelings that people have because those are important mm-hmm. but I don't feel uncomfortable saying this shit anymore like electing Trump was more than just about politics <laughs> like it was more than about fucking right. politics and and like if anybody thinks that shit will be the same that's it's just it, it, like and by the same I mean like the same shit would have happened, like all the bubbling things and stuff like that. I'm not all. Like, listen, like I, we can have the conversation because I get it all and it's there. But like this same shit wouldn't have happened, <laughs> like under under another fucking like president. This same this same exact shit is unique. This is some unique shit that's happening, bro. Like,
0: yes. 100%. this is
1: unique. this is fucking unique, and I'm not saying that I'm okay with going back to status quo because I'm not, but I'm okay with not having unique shit happening on a consistent fucking basis. <laughs> like I'm okay with that i'm I'm kind of okay Just, with that.
0: you want to chill for a bit. you want to chill for a bit. uh, I think something that everyone should do. Is check out the YouTube channel Mister Beat, uh, Mister Bean. It's really you said Mister B- Mister Beat. Mm. Uh, I think he's a history teacher, and he has this YouTube channel where he goes through and gives context for every presidential history, uh, every presidential election in American history. Um, and it's been interesting to see how many times the Electoral College has gotten close. To doing things like what happened in 2016. Uh, it's only happened, I think, four times where someone has won the electoral college and hasn't won the popular vote. But it's just like, I think everyone should watch it because I think it gives a lot of context for what's happening and why this time is more dangerous than ever. Um, because, like, watching that, I was just like, oh, okay, like, it seems like every time someone loses the electoral college, they get really upset and call bullshit and try to start fights. But because of where we are now in terms of social media and in terms of the weapons that we have access to and in terms of like, you know, back in the day, people in the South would be like, man, that's bullshit that Abraham or not. I guess that's an example of like them literally leaving the union, but that's bullshit that this person won. They were like hundreds of miles away. And the fastest way of getting there was like horse and buggy or train or what, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that there were people who got on a plane the night before, caused bullshit while they were on the plane, got to D.C., and were like, fuck this, caused bullshit at the Capitol, and then got back on a flight, headed back home, like, within a 24-hour span. Yeah. Them niggas was eating spaghetti why,
1: in bed, like, like tonight. It shows
0: me why this is so dangerous in terms of why Silicon Valley has a huge role in this in ter- with social media and all this. is just like there are all these combustible items this time that I think is what makes it incredibly unique. But I do, I do recommend that everyone watch that series just so that they can understand what exactly is being attacked. Yeah.
1: I'm going to check it out.
0: What's it called again?
1: Mr. Beat. Uh, the
0: guy's YouTube channel is called Mr. Beat, and it's called Presidential Elections in U.S. History. It can get a little boring sometimes. There's some boring mm. ones in there. I There's mean, it's wild. It's Kinda wild like that Rowan,
1: it's wild that Rowan Atkinson like is teaching us about. Oh, presidential no! He still thinks that it's, it's Mr.
0: Bean. <laughs> no, it's Mr. Beat. Yeah, the dude who got
1: the dude who got the uh the the shows on BBC like those
0: no slapstick that's comedy Mr. Bean. It is no, kind of You're cool talking about the guy pitches. who railed against cancel culture this weekend. That's who you're thinking about. Rowan he, you know,
2: cuz people are trying to cancel him for uh putting fish on his feet or, or whatever the fuck. No, nah, that's Mr. Beat. That's Mr. Beat. That's <laughs> doing No, that.
0: that's Mr. Bean. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy is I don't know. For me, look, I, I I think the cancer culture thing is overblown. I think that we're talking about a bunch of different things at once. Are you uh, saying
2: cancer culture or cancel culture?
0: We're not doing this bit twice, Matt. Um, So uh, (laughs) I think it's crazy when Mr. Bean says something. When an actor whose entire thing is I barely talk and only communicate through physical action is just like I have to say something. I think it's like, okay, maybe a natural conversation of some sort needs to happen.
2: But it's it's on the it's on the like nobody needed to ask him that because of that very specific thing like no one like you know what i mean like nobody's like so you know when you um see your reflection in the mirror and get scared and fall down the stairs on your butt <laughs> each one by one are you ever afraid of <laughs> getting canceled like nobody need to ask him here's here
1: you know what that's an interesting point because here's what i'll say to that i actually have i don't want to say a different opinion i just have a different take on it i don't think asking him or him saying it is any different than any three of us talking about it. No, sure. Um, you know, and, and, and and I know you don't think that as well. I know neither one of you think that as well. Yeah. But the overall consensus of so many things is you're like, who, who cares what you have to say? Um, or why are you talking about it? (laughs) You know, like type thing. And it's just like, why is anybody talking about like, who gives a fuck? You know what we can control? Not giving a shit that Mr. Bean cares about cancel culture, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like, or what he has, you know what I'm saying? Like, because that that indicates that which is a problem that we are picking up our social cues of what we see off of social media way too fucking much. Yes, uh, like, and and that is the problem. The problem isn't Mr. Bean saying what he feels about cancel culture. The problem is that. Anybody thinks that it matters to the point where it's gonna change your opinion or your the life. fact that there are there are a group of people who it does change their opinion because yeah. like they're so tied to like what fucking like it's I it's just is wild is wild to me. It's I will wild.
2: say well, look, I, I, I...
0: Go man, please, it's your podcast.
2: Was, no, no, I was just gonna say that <laughs>
0: I'm just messing with you, Matt. I'm sorry. That was very, very mean. That was very, very mean. I I'm not trying to that. be. I'm so sorry, Matt. Like,
2: uh, Matt, I'm so sorry. I,
0: no, <laughs> I felt really, really bad saying that. Go say what you're going to say.
2: I was going to say that bit like, because earlier this week before the Mr. Bean thing came out, there was a similar article, uh, where David Spade was the focus. And if you were going to take bets, if if I was going to place a bet on who was going to pass this test, I would guess I would have been surprised at the end of the week. <laughs>
0: Mm, yeah, the <laughs> David Spade. What did David Spade say? Actually, I don't tell even, me. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't.
1: I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. You he didn't hear about it news. because he
2: didn't say anything that that nobody didn't like. It oh, was okay. like it was very much like, yeah, you know, if there's people out here that are doing shit, he's like, this isn't fucking madman times anymore. Get him out of here. Yeah, like easy, yeah. easy, good answer.
0: But I don't know if Rowan. But that's the thing is that I don't know if Rowan's answer. But that's why I, that's where I get like because I read his thing. I don't think he's defending people who are absolutely attacking not. people, well, or anything yes, like that. that like, is
1: the, they, because you're because you actually read and like fucking <laughs> you and like realize that like seeing shit out of context isn't an entire fucking nuanced take. You know, like that's why you don't think he's defending people who do
0: shitty shit
1: <laughs> because he's not. it well,
0: he wasn't so. I, I, I just want to like so earlier when I was just like, I don't want to talk about this, but I, I will talk about this. I, I, I definitely am no longer on Twitter or anything like that. But one of the things that inspired me to do it was because I like wrote out this very long response to this tweet that I got December 31st. Uh, and I want to read it because. I kind of want to give this guy his day in the sun on this podcast, because I have a feeling that he still listens to his po- our podcast, despite what he tweeted. At Culture Kings pod is still a thing. I just remember this mediocre pod that I enjoyed until they decided to shit on me in an episode for tweeting great show, but I disagree with calling WWA sport. They got so mad that they had a whole segment on it. At Edgar here even had the audacity to tell the audience that I probably live in my mom's basement. That's an ironic insult from people defending categorizing fake fighting as a sport. But whatever, Carl was the funny one anyway. Still wish y'all success. Seem like all right, dudes. Otherwise, yeah,
2: <laughs> I saw that
0: too. <laughs> so I, I didn't talk see about that this tweet. I didn't see that. Who was I that? Wanna, what was that? I'm not gonna say his name. I'm okay. not gonna say his name. But I know he listens. It so was Carl. I, I want to say something. It was Carl. It was yeah. Carl. It was Carl Tyre. Say what you gotta say. Here's what's so weird about this. I went through his tweets. It was. Two in the morning his time. I made sure. I verified. I was like, man, I want to make sure that this isn't my clock telling me that it's 2 a.m. my time. I want to make sure that it's his shit telling him that it's almost 2 in the morning his time. And I went. I I looked up where he lived. I was doing all these things, which is part of why I got off of it. Because I was just like, I got to control my part. And I shouldn't be up at 6 in the morning researching all this shit about this guy. I think out of all of his tweets, two of them had been liked. Period. Period. (laughs) No more than five people had liked them. And I was just like, why does this guy have the need to go out of his way and talk about a podcast that he doesn't listen to anymore at almost two in the morning his time? And I was just like, that's so weird. Also, the premise of it is, At Culture Kings pod is still a thing. Who's giving him that news update? It's not like Deadline wrote an article called Culture Kings podcast is ending. It's not like Vulture has been like, oh, no, we're going to miss Culture Kings. Sure. We're pretty much ending. And what kind of sucks about us ending, and I kind of joked about it, is we were like, hey, guys, we might end. And then the boys were just like, we're leaving Earwolf. And immediately, any attention we were getting evaporated because you know the boys are a far more popular podcast so for me to see this guy tweet this i'm like what inspired this and i realize it's attention he wants attention Mm -hmm. looking at his tweets all of his tweets are tagging things and calling them out or talking about them this guy is constantly looking for attention Mm -hmm. like and it's the same thing with these people who like at Donald Trump. Like, you know what I mean? Like those people with like eight followers who like are like fuck you, da, 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 you fascist. Da, da, da. It's like they're always doing this shit and it's just like you're not changing Donald Trump's mind. There's no way that on the 11th hour while Donald Trump's about to do some fuck shit, he's going to look at your tweet and go, "Damn. Craig DD 2020 is right. I am a fascist. Maybe I should stop." These people just want attention Mm -hmm. and i feel so guilty for even giving this guy the idea that i would give him any more than what i'm giving him right now that i would respond to his tweet especially on some shit that i don't even remember saying i listen i
1: was just about to say i was just about to say it's amazing to me that somebody at I'm assuming cuz he said Carl was a funny one anyway. So this is at the beginning of our so this is 2000 almost 17 three years 18 ago. Right. Bro I have I have forgotten so much more. Where I'm so f- I'm I've lapped like the need to remember that conversation or you <laughs> like 500 times. Because it didn't fucking matter, bro. But the fact that you still care about it three years later means that it rubbed you some type of way, bro. And for that, I don't apologize. Get over your fucking self.
0: (laughs) What's also weird about about it is that he doesn't understand how irony works because uh, us defending a podcast about wrestling isn't ironic in terms of you living in your mom's basement. Yeah, which even he didn't dispute. Those two thoughts are correlated. Yeah, I know he did it. I didn't dispute. I, I think for me <laughs> seeing that I was just like I'm the guilty party though. That's how I walked yeah. away from it going. I'm the guilty I party mean, for listen. investigating this dude's Twitter and yeah. all this stuff. I mean,
1: listen, I've told party. I've told you this. I mean, Carl talk about this quite often and I've told you this many times, bro. Just stop caring about what these strangers say. Um to the point that I know you do. Uh by like by or Sorry. that you used to, and I know you're working on it, so and I'm happy about that like the reddit threads and all that shit, because bro, like the adoration is fantastic, I love seeing that, but the people like this it's just so not worth it,
0: they're just not worth they're it they're somewhere, any time. and they wanna they want someone to be in it with them, like yeah. you know what I mean, like it's the same thing about these like angry people who are like yelling and all that stuff it's like it's it's people who are feeling some sort of Misery or frustration, and are dragging people into it with them. And it's just like, we don't need this. Mm-hmm. We don't need this. And it reminds me of this QAnon thread I saw one time that stays in my mind of QAnon people describing what they were doing for Christmas. <clears throat> and it was a bunch of people being like, yeah, so you know, my kids don't really talk to me anymore. So Probably just going to do PB&J and and watch Home Alone. And, like, this other guy be like, yeah, I'm going to be by myself, too. But, hey, at least I have you guys on this thread. And seeing that shit made me so fucking sad of, like, I cannot let myself get to this place. Because I can get to that place. Because those people's anger is the only thing that attracts them to each other. It's not even a real connection. Because if it was a real connection, they'd be like, hey, there's eight of us who don't have families who talk to each other. Let's all meet up at the fucking Applebee's if we can. And like, you know, let's like build a real friendship out of this. I'll come visit you and all of that. It's, it doesn't have any of that because it's not built in any genuine care for each other or like for each other. It's just based in anger and shame. But all sides of the arguments have that. All sides of it. That's what this guy's doing. This guy's just like, man, what you said hurt me and it fucked with me. Like, I feel some type of way about it, but rather than opening up and talking about that, he's just like, let me try to bring you down to where I am in my anger as well. Yeah. And that scares me. Because people are, like,
1: we've said shit on this show many times. And I'm sure, Edgar, you have, like I have, have gotten messages and DMs or stuff like that saying, yo, when you said this, blah, blah, blah. But people who genuinely come to us and say... Yeah, man, like that—that—that that, that sucked that you said that. Or I've genuinely apologized. Uh, you. I've know. become
0: friends with some of those people off of conversations like that.
1: Yeah, like, but the ones who were just like
0: huh, Culture Kings, uh, that shit still
1: like nigga, like, come on, bro, what you doing? What you doing? <laughs> like, nigga, we making money right. over here. We making money over here. Even Matt making money. That's shit. right. Yeah, Matt got at least three, four hundred dollars. At least. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's is wild. And you're right, man. You're out. You're right. To to the fact that like that one tweet could possibly have so much power over your next hour. Right. Um And not even so much power. And not power just like by having power, but power in a way that it also is making you upset right like nothing no one man should have all that power Uh, no one tweet no nothing on the internet from a complete stranger should have all that fucking
0: power should have none of that power and for me i think it's just like i just want my time back that's it and I, i think that's what my bid is for is just to get some time back and it's like Again, my favorite parts of Twitter and all that stuff, I, I'll get through people texting me and all that, but like, it's these genuine conversations. It's these changing of ideas. It's pictures of people having fun and all that. That's what I like, but wouldn't it feel better if someone was sending it directly to me or directly to a group of five of us or something like that? Wouldn't that feel more special than just coming across it on this giant app and sometimes i don't actually get to see it because that app is too busy trying to get me to buy something called poop scoop which is a millennial version of a colon cleanse like isn't that isn't there (laughs) someone a better way to get these genuine connection (laughs) moments well you know what i mean like it's 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 trying to to sell
2: you that because of what it's hearing you talk about it's like it's hearing your phone is hearing you. So it's recommending that
1: based your on phone, an algorithm. Your phone so. hears that you need your colon cleansed.
0: I mean, also, I think it, it just has access to my Postmates. And it's just like, there's no way this guy's <laughs> eating all of that and doesn't need to clean his colon. <laughs> <laughs> Culture game. Culture game. Culture game. That up. is my plea. And I think Corona has shown me that of like, if social media really is about connecting to people, then coronavirus shouldn't have, shouldn't feel as lonely as it feels because we all still have access to each other, but it isn't, it isn't connecting with anyone. It's not, it's all of us screaming into a void. And I think the truth of it is I just miss all of you.
1: Wow. Well, Edgar, we missed you too. I miss you too. I miss. Both I haven't you guys. seen you. I haven't seen you in person in close to a year. And that's yeah. wild.
2: Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I was that's thinking wild. about that the other day. I was like, "There's people I used to see every, at least every week, but yeah. there are some people I used right. to see every day."
1: Yeah, and, and now, I haven't seen right. It. Yeah, man. Yeah, I haven't smelt your musk in eleven months, and I'm sad. I'm
0: sad. I'm sad too, man. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I am putting the onus on myself of being like, if I want to see Jaquise, I'm gonna make an effort. Like, you know what I mean? When shit calms down, let's go on a hike. Like oh, or yeah. send me a recipe that you like. I'm trying to cook more. Hell yeah. And stuff I like that. You. Like I have I one you.
2: for you that I'm well offline
0: about. Is it
1: the one that is the one that
2: Helen Keller did? No. So it, Thomas Keller, which was a mm. That was a very, very funny thing to read. When you and it was almost too late to for my reaction, I had a nice big laugh at a, at a, at a late hour because that.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, let us know offline. Yo, listen, um, we've just kind of talked and chopped it up, but I'm getting to a point where, um, I may need to jump on out of here. So, I'll, uh, yeah. if I may, Edgar, kind of direct us to um little business at hand first things first i want to say this i contemplated whether i wanted to um even mention this i will mention it to a degree um it was a very very hard end of the year for myself and for my fiance um on christmas day christmas night we spent uh we spent the night with her we spent the night with her mom uh she cooked us a nice beautiful meal we opened gifts uh drank wine said goodnight and the next morning she had passed away suddenly and unexpectedly uh found her in her apartment which is a very hard thing to see um and it was it was tough man it was tough uh my fiance and her mom were best friends and i know like a lot of people say that with their moms but they were truly best friends, and um man, this has been it's been it's been a tough couple weeks, uh especially the day after Christmas and what has already been a very hard year. Uh the two closest people to me I've had to watch them bury their mothers this year, who were very close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, who I was very close to as well. So um yeah, man, you know, you never know. You never know. A lot of this shit that we talk about is bullshit. Um, and a lot of it is so inconsequential, um, to things that are really important, which is, and which is what you've been saying this whole podcast, Edgar, which is, uh, you know, connecting to the people you love uh, and letting that be the main motivation for what you use to get through the day. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, hug hug the people you love safely. It sucks that you can't because of the current pandemic, but uh, let the people you love l- know that you love them because uh, you just never know. And uh, to Barb... You know, I've had to make this announcement twice this year, and that's two times too many uh to people who are really admired and loved and uh will miss dearly uh while also seeing two very important people to me struggle through losing not only somebody close to them but losing their mother um a lot of people have been experiencing loss this year, so you know it's not a unique thing, and it's never a unique thing, but it doesn't ever make it easier. so uh, two times too many, two times too many in such a short period of time. Uh, so you know, strong legacy here that you left, you got you got kids that love you, you love them. Uh, you made me a lot of good meals, and to this day. My best recipe that I ever make came from you. So I appreciate you. We'll miss you. I'm sorry. Uh, I I definitely had to say that. This is my show. This is our show. But this is a show where I have a voice to be able to say that. And before the show ends, if I can put that on wax where it can live forever, um, I'll say we were lucky to have you. We are lucky to have you. Uh, With that being said, um, Edgar, a few episodes Announced that he was leaving the podcast, uh, which is something that I knew before the announcement, obviously. Um, Before the announcement, the decision to keep the podcast going was a decision that Edgar said is completely on you. My initial decision was to end the show. Um, but I, but I thought about it and said, you know what, it could be fun. Me and Carl Tart have talked about doing stuff together again. And, um, and I felt like if there is any way that this show will come back, uh, without Edgar as the host and me still being here, the only way that'd be possible is if Carl is the host on Earwolf, because obviously he is a big Earwolf personality, former co-host of the show, um, Carl was a guest on the show a couple weeks ago Or a couple episodes ago, I don't know And I love that Uh, But also just, you know I have a lot of things coming down the pipeline He has a lot of things coming down the pipeline But after that episode ended Something in my soul just felt like There's no need to keep this show going <laughs> Um And there is... There's no need to keep it going. Um with Carl, even if he came and and he was down to do the show too. I want to say that, but I um it just felt right. It felt right. It 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 felt like the end. It feels like the end. It is the end. Uh this is the penultimate episode of Culture Kings next week. The show is gone forever. Um, last episode is next week, so, you know, me and Edgar said the things that we had to say to each other, um, a few episodes ago. Um, I do want to take some time, and I'll stop talking here in a second so Edgar can also jump in, uh, want to take some time to just really say thank you and shout out, uh, people who were consequential to the show's success, and I I have a lot of names, on the top of my head, we don't have to, like, say blurbs about each name. We can just say shout-out to certain people. Um But, yeah, man, it's, it's been a good run. It's been a good run. And I truly, honestly, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, feel so comfortable letting this show end. <laughs> um, I feel so comfortable letting this show end. There is no sadness. There is no... um there is no. I wish it could keep going. I, I I I'm not upset that it's ending. I'm not sad that it's ending. Uh, and and when I say I'm not sad that it's ending, I don't mean it in a way of like not enjoying. You know, doing this show with Edgar and putting it out there in the world. Uh, but it's not like me and Edgar aren't going to talk anymore. And 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 instead of being sad, I, I I really look back on some of the really cool shit that we did on this show. Uh, We did a lot of cool shit, man. We fucking had Kenny Smith on our show. (laughs) That's fucking dope, bro. Uh, We only had like two or three live episodes, but each one was so fucking dope. Uh, We had a little stand-up comedy. We had some live music, and then we did a live show. Uh, Like, that was fun. We've had great guests, man. We've been able to talk to Emmy winners. We've been able to talk to people who are just blown up in the entertainment industry We've been able to talk to comedy heroes. Uh, this show has provided both of us, uh, but I can speak for myself, with uh, higher profiles than we had coming into the show. Uh, it's allowed us a comfort of uh, creativity while we were hustling to expand on the dreams that we had. Um and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for what we have, uh, what we've accomplished. And uh, and yeah, man, we did. We did a good thing. We did a good thing here. So I'm. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm very comfortable saying goodbye to the Culture Kings' legacy and the Culture Kingdom. Uh, and that's exactly what we're planning on doing next episode.
0: Yeah, uh, in terms of people I'd like to thank, um, I want to thank one of the very early believers in this podcast, someone who, you know, heard us when we were just against the grain and went out of their way to make sure that we got a spot, and that's uh, Anna Hosnier. I want to a big shout-out to her. Uh, She pushed for us to get there uh, at what was then How Stuff Works and later became iHeartRadio. And that's something that I'll never forget was how much he believed in us and really, really, um, you know, thought we were special. Then from there, I'd really like to thank Nick Stumpf, uh, as we used to call him, Dad. Dad. Someone who... (laughs) He hated it. (laughs) Again, again, supported us, helped us really figure out our sound. Uh, Miles Gray is someone, again, who I think is, you know, really, really important and special to the show. And look... Uh, I mean, DJ Dan is another person that I'm like really, really big fan of. Our first OG producer, Cody Ziegler. Um, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, a uh, fantastic person, really huge part of the show. Early believer, early guest on Against the Grain. First guest, Uh and he was our first guest. right, right. Yep. Uh, Sophie Lichterman, another person who, again, I we had our disagreements, but. Always believed in us, always championed us. Yeah. Really, I mean really shit, Sophie was a big us. part
1: of the show. Sophie was
0: a yeah, big man. part of the show for a very long big time. Big part of the show. Yeah. Allowed herself to, you know, <laughs> be part of bits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In ways that I was just like, yo, that's really fuck. Like, you know, like if you guys think that the Matt bit was funny, we had another bit where it was us trying to get people to find Sophie on social media that I think now I'm just like, oh, I mean, maybe she wasn't the biggest fan of that. But look. I definitely want to give her flowers and say thank you, Sophie, for yeah. everything that you did. I recognize the hard work that you did on the show. Um, mm-hmm. And then honestly, Salinas, you know, uh, definitely has the five-timer jacket. I, w- I want to throw her name out there as someone who was a big part of this show early on and helped ex- make almost like a Culture King expanded universe by coming on and, you know, having certain bits that we're able to carry from show to show. I, even iHeart, that was very, very fun. Um, hmm. Add, I we, can add, we can be, add Bezod. That might be it for me. Oh, Bezod. Okay. yes. To that five-timers Bezod club. Is another person. Five-timers um, club. Someone who helped like, expand that universe of the show. There's just
2: like not another, maybe another person that worked no, on the show. No. Like no. the whole time it was somewhere else nah Fat. nah no.
0: nah nah no all right everybody have a good night and i want to make that very clear that there is not <laughs> someone else when this show was at. i want to make that no i want to make that very clear that there is someone else who's if you feel like their name is missing it's for a very good reason very good reason mm. i want to add some thank yous to
1: to to this as well um i will go all the way back to the beginning of against the grain to thank Stephen Pearlstein. Um, right Right for letting us jump on boardwalk audio when we, you know, were against the grain and, you know, very the first believer in the show.
0: (laughs) And you know what? Let me give him his due. When we got on another network, no fight, nothing but praise and absolute support. Mm-hmm. like nothing but like which is like so rare like i want to make yeah. that so clear so rare didn't ghost us didn't do no weird funky shit of like i'm gonna be awkward and weird to you now like literally was just like yo i'm so happy for you guys yeah and we had a contract with him that was supposed to be a year and he was just like yeah. bro i'm just excited that y'all got this opportunity and i yeah. will never forget that
1: yeah man Even we had a contract I just did Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Uh, We had a contract with him for a year. And by 11 episodes, we were asking to break that contract. So, you know, and and when we left, he kept against the grain up on the website and then linked to Culture King. So people could still so, you know, right. Very big part of the show. Um, Jack O'Brien. Um, you know, got to thank him for bringing us on the iHeart as well. Um also want to thank uh I want to thank a couple of fans. Um, you know, because uh So how many people you know, are we going to thank? Uh enough, Matt. <laughs> enough. I want to thank a couple of fans. I want to I want to shout out a couple of fans uh who rode right, roll with us from the very beginning. It felt like uh, uh, Whitney. Uh, oh. oh man, money, <laughs> yeah. wit. Yeah, she 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 rolled with us from the very beginning. So shout out and thank you, Kate. Obviously, uh, we we appreciate you. Um, a lot of people, man. Listen, I, I I'm not gonna sit up here and just take a whole Bear, bunch
0: of bears. Tatiana Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. I I can only remember his uh, Twitter handle. but I think it was like NoHoHizzy.
1: Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just for the record, NoHoHizzy. Now that you're listening, if you, I'm sure you maybe still listen to this, I muted you so long ago. Uh, just so you know. <laughs> but, but Edgar kept you. I love alive. him. I love him. Edgar kept you hilarious. alive. I and the uh, minute Chris, and I did try to unmute Christy you, Yamaguchi. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, OG fan. Roll some th- Twitter threads or some Reddit threads for us, uh, Christy Yamaguchi. So, so yeah, man. Uh, we we've had a lot of people, and then listen, we we made the move over here to Earwolf. So I gotta give a shout out to Colin Anderson. Uh, one more time, shouts out to Big Cody Zig, who really helped facilitate that move over here um and to a lot of people who uh you know even people who didn't work on the show like cody fisher uh, absolutely you know who produced Lacey's show the people who produced and, and Lacey's i know show.
0: and i know matt wants to wrap this up but if i could just like yeah i wanted to say something real quick too go ahead uh, go ahead. uh yeah uh tickle the grundle on reddit i think was another you know early supporter um Mhm. I want to talk about podcasts as a medium. They were invented in the oh, yeah. year, I yeah. think, 2000. 2001? It was 1998. 2001. 2001. No, uh, there, uh, there's
1: no podcast without the iPod. So 2001 was that's the first correct. year.
0: 2001 <coughs> was the first podcast. I want, to, I want to thank that. I want to thank the iPod yeah. and the creator of the iPod. I want to thank jobs. Apple. want to thank uh, Apple. I want to thank Apple. want to thank mm-hmm. Apple. I want to thank yeah. Radio. Without Radio is kind of the father of That's podcasting. True. If you think about that, That's you know true. what I mean. That's uh, so true. I want to thank I want to thank radio. I want to thank Africans.
1: Uh, you know, with dance and interpretation, <laughs> uh, right. and and just right. really like telling story storytelling. You know, without that, right. we wouldn't have entertainment. So I want to thank the right. Africans as well. Right. You know what I want to thank,
0: uh, um, Magellan. Like, Ooh. if you think about it, if he hadn't really, like, figured out navigation and all of that stuff, there yeah. would be no America. Like, wow. I understand that we can thank Christopher Columbus. We can thank, what was mm-hmm. his name, Americano or whatever that guy's name is, yeah. the first person who arrived here. But, like, Magellan was, like, the guy who did the work in terms of figuring out navigation. So I want to shout out Ma- Magellan. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. There's one person we definitely got
1: to thank. Uh, somebody who truly worked hard uh, and works hard. And and I think I think like there's truly, honestly, especially right now, no show without this guy. Uh I wanna thank God, man. God is oh, God, God is God. good. <laughs> God is good. That's right. That's all right. the time and all the time God is good. All the time you know God is saying? good. Uh yep, and 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 without God, you know, there'd be nothing. There'd be nothing that's without right. God. So, right. you know, that's it. That's
0: it. But a close second after God would be uh, Matthew James Apodaca. Uh, <laughs> just an absolute uh, charm. Uh, look, oh, please. you guys, listen. There's no podcast on Airwolf that you enjoyed that Matt hasn't had his hand in for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think he deserves his flowers for that. And that's why I will say right now, officially... Matt Apodaca is not a racist. Wow, I will. I will also say that
1: as well. Matt Apodaca is not a racist. The bit is officially dead and over. Wow, the
2: bitch with, is dead.
1: With it's one episode to over. go,
2: I have one episode of with, freedom.
1: One is over. <laughs> one episode of freedom. Matt is a champion of social justice. That's correct. I haven't seen him I haven't seen him champion. The- <laughs> I haven't seen him champion women yet, but maybe. Don't know about women. I think don't know about women. Like the one Matt, I don't
0: know about. Yeah,
1: Matt might be misogynist, but <laughs> I, wait, I think no, he no, might be a no. misogynist.
0: But he's not a racist. But he's not a racist. He, he believes Come in on. the power <laughs> of black men
1: <laughs> and Asian men and, and Latinx men,
0: men. <laughs> Arab men, Persian men. Good grief! But any of those women. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The
2: only reason I tolerate this is because I just like to see you guys happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys, this is a long one. But it is a
2: long hey. one. I
1: guess not. Maybe it's about hour 15. But hey, guess what? That's the end of it. it. Is fuck. Next week, tell your friends, tell the family, bring the whole kingdom, and the end of Culture Kings is here, niggas.
0: It's gonna be a party.
1: Yeah, so until then. Peace.